Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clear vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to emisgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hello, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, if you are listening today, today is actually Christmas, so uh, welcome to our show. I have a very great guest today. I, it's me, David, who's here, but next to me on the couch today. I love today, you in green. Yes, thank you. Got you got your green socks on, too. Most well, of the viewers can't see that. It's amazing. Yeah, dude. so... Like, look. Argyle green Christmas socks. So exactly. Wow. So here is, th- did you hear all that? This is why I want to introduce my guest. Dave Jones is uh, with his family today. I'm now with the Grinch. Hello, Grinch. How are oh, you, Grinch? Man? What are you talking about? <laughs> I got man, my Liberty sweatshirt on. You have no nice Christmas thing at all, man. Christmas is about being warm. I'm warm. No, your very, very tiny heart. I'm just, I'm just praying wow. that as we move forward today, that it gets bigger by the time we're done. Green just brings out your smile. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that well, I think about that all the time anyway hey <laughs> I'm excited about this podcast today on Christmas because the topic we're going to talk about today and the story that goes with it is one that I I was fortunate at least to watch in in Dave's life but that we've been trying to figure out when and where is the best place to tell this story and so today we want to talk about generosity because as you go through the Christmas season, there's places you can volunteer, there are organizations asking you to give, all this stuff is going on, but the reality is, too, for you that are in work world and corporate world, you're trying to finish your year most of the time. Mm-hmm. You're trying to take as much revenue as you can, wrap things up, review with your with your clients what happened throughout the year, put together your plans for this next year, all that stuff is happening, and it actually pulls us away from this focus of this season of being generous. And so as we look at this idea of generosity, it all starts with a mindset of service. And so as, as I look at you, Dave, as we think about this, walk us through a little bit of that and then hang on, everybody, because you're about to hear a story that will blow your mind. Mm. Yeah, so... Um... You know, I think about the New Testament and the Old Testament, right? And I think about the New Testament in terms of the legalism that is involved and what you had to give or not even, I mean, give. Yeah, you had to give it because it was legally what you had to do. And then Jesus comes and saves the world, you know, with you know, with the New Testament. And, you know, now we give because we love to give, because yeah. it's in our heart to give. And there's so many great things that happen when you really, truly feel led to give um, to an organization, to a person. You know, a lot of things open up for you, you know, um, just that mentality of, of giving. And so over the years, um, you know, there's been this thing called servant leadership, which says that, you know, you honor by serving. You know, you don't have revenge. You forgive people. Um, you grant and you gain true wealth by giving it away. This is this is the New Testament in Matthew. And so over the years there's been, you know, servant leadership groups that have come up that said serve first, build trust, live your values, listen to understand, think about your thinking, add value to others, demonstrate courage, increase your influence, live your transformation. So this is the servant leadership behaviors that is all throughout the, the New Testament and what the Bible talks about, which brings us to peaks and valleys, 
yep. of okay, when I'm in a valley, I'm only thinking about myself. Right. So how do I get through this? And really the hard thing to do is to shift that and go take my eyes off myself, put my eyes, you know, my faith in the Lord. And, you know, how do I get out of this as a team? It's really, really hard to do when you're in a valley. Well, and I think what happens is because of that, when we're in the valley and that gravitational pull causes us to begin to think about ourselves, we're depleted mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. All of that is happening. We have nothing to give. No. And sometimes the only thing we can do is to try to look up for a second to anyone who's around me and say, help. Yeah. And, you know, and one of the themes that if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning is that when you have the right people around you, the amazing things in life can actually happen. And so that's kind of is where this story comes from. The story that you are actually in the middle of where you have somebody who is literally in a valley of valleys and is able to look up and say help. And then all of a sudden, it's amazing to see what happens. So so walk us through this. So everybody really, really, if you're driving or whatever, turn off the radio if it's <laughs> on. I really want you to listen because this story will blow your mind. All right. So my my oldest brother, he's nine years older than me. He um, he was in Afghanistan and serving the military, you know, serving. And uh, he's an infantry guy. And um, a couple of things happened. Uh, you know, he, he ended up with PTSD. And... There were actually several things that happened. One of the big thing was he was driving a Humvee and, you know, um, talking to his buddy and within seconds, it's kind of graphic, but like, you know, the brains of his buddy was in his lap. Um, Just a horrific event. Uh, Comes home, uh, lives in Erie, Pennsylvania, comes home several several years later. I mean, he's got all the support of the veterans. Um, You know, he's, he's, you know, medically discharged. You know, he has a uh, retirement there that he gets because he's he's clinically PTSD. And so um, he just happened to call me one day and said, I feel so good. And I said, what's going on, man? He said, I just didn't want this wall in my house. So I took a pickaxe to it and I just took down the wall. I and think I said, there are wow. people that have probably thought about wanting to do that before, but haven't actually done it. He said, I just wanted to open up this room. <laughs> so he took a a pickaxe or in hammer, a sledgehammer to this wall and just completely destroyed his house. <laughs> and I thought, Oh my gosh. So it just so happened that I was, was traveling for hockey or whatever. And I, I actually could go through the house. I was up, I was up in Pennsylvania. We're from North Carolina. I was up there. And sure enough, I mean, this is weeks later, you know, like the house is the inside of the house is completely destroyed. I mean, he took down a wall. And so there's, you know, there's just stuff everywhere you can imagine. I mean, drywall, the, wood, the drywall, yeah. you know, like just wood, just everything just throughout the house. I mean, is is awful. Yeah. Um, and so I left there going, all right, I got to do something. Yeah. Like, I, Lord, I don't know what it is. I, this whole thing of courage is never convenient. You know, hits me. I'm like, all right, I have no time for this. <laughs> That's right. Right, like I, I, my brother needs help, but I don't, I don't have any time. And I thought courage is never convenient. What can I do? Yeah. So, um, I started. I put up a GoFundMe page. I didn't know what I was doing, so I just reached out to my friend. You know, I typed up a little email and I said, "Hey, here's what's happening. I want to help my brother out." Yeah. You know, I think within 
I think within um, about four days, raised $11,000. Now, I'm from North Carolina, and he's in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I thought, okay, I'm starting to raise money. I'm telling him about it. You know, like, we're going we're gonna to get this fixed. We're going to do it. And he's like, whatever, you know, I'm, like, so thankful and appreciative. You know, I ended up sending out an email. You know, some funds were coming in. But I, I need somebody to do the work. I'm not a construction guy. Like, yeah, I, you know, I don't. I don't know what to do. But at that point, did he realize that I guess there was a problem, that there was wood and drywall and the house was a mess and we probably needed to get it fixed? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know yeah. that he knew it was a problem. I think once we went up there, yeah, he realized, wow, like this is a mess. Yeah. I did organize a dumpster that I remember this uh, this is a couple years ago, but I did, I did organize a dumpster. I I told him I didn't know what size dumpster. And so I just ordered the small one first and we, you know, he was just, you know, putting stuff in the dumpster. And I think we went through uh, the small dumpster and the big dumpster. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a lot. Wow. It was a lot. And, And I, I don't know if he really realized how much was there. Yeah. So anyway, the, the, the miracle of the story, the serving part of the story is there was one guy up in Erie who was like a general contractor who got like 30 people involved. And so we showed up on a Friday afternoon and there were like, there were about 30 people. It ended up being about 20 some people, but then like 30 people that were supposed to come. About 30 people came for 48 hours on their own time. Man. Oh, it was, man. My brother refers back to it as the miracle weekend because these people just showed up out of servitude and just giving. And yeah. so I got like a Home Depot, Home Depot card and like I was keeping track of all the funds and making sure everything was like, you know, on the uppity up there. And, and so like got a Home Depot card. We're going back and forth to Home Depot. You know, th- these people just out of the, out of their heart, you know, I think there's a CrossFit. Yeah. I reached out to the CrossFit community up there in Erie and they were supportive and they, there's a couple guys that came out there and some of uh, the church came out. Um, but then this general contractor person like just rallied a bunch of people Wow. that happened to be in Amway. They were Amway people that just came and just, just helped out. It was phenomenal, man. It was, it was incredible. They clean up this yard, clean up the inside of his house. We built we ended up doing a spiral staircase instead of like a regular staircase. Wow. We kept the wall down. And then we redo the wall. Um, paint, curtains. Like it was, it was a miracle weekend. It was incredible. So you show up. You see all of these people there that honestly, man, don't need to be there. And they could be anywhere else right now doing anything else, right? But instead, they choose to be there. Walk me through kind of, you know, the emotions that are going on inside of you. And if you are able to, if you can think back, you know, what are some of the things going on inside your brother too? Well, I think that, you know, this act of kindness was completely out of my control. So that was really wild. You know, like a lot of things we can control and like you just, it just took on a life of its own. And you just sit back and you just in awe of how awesome God is. Yeah. You know, that, that was going through my own like, I, I don't even know what I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just got to make sure that, you know, what's been given is what we're putting into the house. So that was interesting. It's like, yeah. a, it's almost like an emotional high. Yeah. Um, and then people are showing up. I'm going, I could, 
I just feel like God is is present here, honestly. I'm like, hey, who are you? Oh, awesome. Yeah. You know, like this person knows landscaping. Okay, they're gonna, you know, clean up the front yard and it was just it was just it was just amazing. What, Absolutely amazing. What do you think went on inside your brother during this? He was just he was just emotionally uh, on a high as well. He was just so thankful. Um, if we coordinated this a little bit better, we should have had him on. Yeah, we would right? love to talk about. It. Maybe we do yeah. part two. We'll t- that would be good. I think the, the part two to figure that out. Yeah. But I think I think one of the things that happen when we choose to be generous is the person that receives it. Right? They receive things like value. Yeah, they feel valued. They feel important, which is and it's not an unhealthy importance. It's a good importance. It's a good value, right? You know, they also feel completely overwhelmed, I think, by other people's willingness to do something for them. Because we live in a world that we really, we really don't, if we really don't want to, if we're too busy or whatever, don't have to do things for other people. And so many things are so easy to get done that we can do them for ourselves. And there's almost that big badge that we get when we do everything for ourselves. And so to sit back, like you said, and be completely powerless and out of control, yet to receive all of that generosity at the end of the day is life-changing. And it's not only life-changing for the person receiving it, it's actually life-changing for the person that gives it because there are so many psychological benefits of being generous, physical benefits of being generous, emotional benefits of being generous, that all of a sudden you have all this that wins. And I and what I try to do is try to figure out and think about like, when you say goodbye to your brother, when it's all done and you get back in the car and you drive back to North Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, that time is that is probably reflection time. And you're reflecting, you're going, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I you know, I forgot this part of the story. I, I sent out this email here locally and there was someone from my CrossFit box that said, I would love to go help your brother. He didn't know my brother. I'm sure he had a ton of things to do that weekend. He jumped in the car with me and kept me company up there and back. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a 12 hour, 10 hour drive or whatever. Like he, he just, and he just gave, like we barely slept that weekend. He just gave himself and just helped out. And when we came back, he never really kept in contact with my brother either, which is (laughs) like, he just wanted to serve. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I would do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, would I jump in the car and do that for a weekend? I don't know that I would. And I, that blew me away. Like, you know, wow. This is incre- it was, it's just an incredible story. Miracle Weekend is what he called it. Well, it's interesting because, you know, when we talk about peaks and valleys and we think about the idea that the, a valley, part of the reason the valley happens is because we're depleted in one of those four areas, then when you are generous to someone in a valley... I think what happens is you're actually breathing life mm-hmm. into their MEPS and you are that life that you're breathing is helping to fix the depletion and it's adding back in. And that is one of the things that helps somebody get back out of it. It helps them re- that helps them rise above where they're at to be able to see and to breathe and go, okay, life is life isn't as bad as I think it is. I'm not it's alone. It's gonna be okay. I'm not alone. I'm not alone because there's power in community. Mm. And look at all these people that care about me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a powerful story. Thanks for uh, pushing me to tell it again. Hey, you're welcome. I mean, I just remember, you know, y- you know, you coming and continuing to update me on what was going on. And I remember thinking, this is wild, man. 
this as well. And this is something that hopefully, you know, no one forgets and that marks your brother for a long time and helps him feel valued. Because at the end of the day, I think, you know, our country really, really, you know, should be valuing our veterans more than what we do. And there are certain Mm -hmm. things that we see, uh, you know, out in culture that really, I think, bother bother a lot of people in the way that veterans are treated or the way that they should be treated. You know, it's even what, you know, we saw close to that midterm election time with the, um, with the Navy SEAL veteran with the eye patch and the SNL experience, that whole thing. And, you know, at the end of the day, should we be taking better care of our warriors? And, you know, this is such a great example of that. And at the end of the day, did you do it because he was a veteran? I don't know why you did it, but the cool thing is you did something. You got up, you gave of yourself and you did something. Yeah, so let's let's land a plane here. Yeah. You know, on this Christmas day, you know, there's if you've got something to give in your MEPS, you know, your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual capacity, give. You know, it's it's a it's a great time of the season to do that. Uh, you'll be blessed for it. You'll be a blessing and you'll be blessed for it. You know, so it's it's a great message. Well, and I think just because today is Christmas and tomorrow's yeah. not doesn't mean we stop. That's right. You know, if you have an opportunity to give tomorrow, give tomorrow. If you have an opportunity to give in January, give in January. But at the end of the day, let's look outside of ourselves and our busy schedules because we yeah. all have them yeah. and we all have every excuse under the sun not to give. Take a second, stop, and give, and you'll be amazed at what happens. So, again, Merry Christmas from us. And, uh, you know, as, as we look down the barrel into 2019, go apply some rigor. <laughs>